0: Everyone, it's Leslin Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a paper out of Colorado State University in the U.S. The paper is called Lipedema and the Potential Role of Estrogen in Excessive Adipose Tissue Accumulation. It was published in the peer-reviewed journal International Journal of Molecular Sciences in October of 2021. This review summarizes the research examining how adipose tissue metabolism is affected by estrogen and if there is a possible link to the excessive fat accumulation associated with lipedema. So in this paper, the authors suggest that estrogen may play a key role in the exacerbation and the progression of lipedema. They believe that because the vast majority of those affected by lipedema are women and that the onset is usually at a time of hormonal change, such as puberty, pregnancy, and menopause, this points to a hormonal influence and it most strongly points to estrogen. They also suggest that the salient and overriding feature of excessive lower body distribution of fat may then cause the other features to appear and worsen, such as easy bruising and pain. And the key factor in this excessive lower body accumulation that characterizes lipedema may be a dysregulation of estrogen receptors on cells. Cells have special receptor sites for estrogens to attach to. Estrogen is important for growth and development of certain body tissues. If these receptor sites become dysregulated, one outcome could be excessive fat growth, especially to the lower body. The authors describe how estrogen signaling in fat tissue in the general population has been demonstrated to alter fat accumulation uptake of fat into fat cells, growth in the size of fat cells, and the generation of new fat cells. This estrogen signaling also determines the sex differences in fat accumulation. For instance, at puberty, young women will develop increased subcutaneous fat throughout their body that young men just don't, and it will especially develop for women in the lower body. Because these crucial times in a woman's life when estrogen are changing also seem to coincide with the typical onset of lipidema, estrogen they suggest must be a critical factor. So the authors propose two possible mechanisms in this article. First, women with lipedema have found to have higher estrogen receptor alpha and estrogen receptor beta ratio than women without lipedema. This characteristic may result in a disruption to the normal patterns of gene expression and signaling that can result in not only reduced fat burning, but also increased fat production and storage, especially in the lower body. This dysregulation also reduces the functioning of fat cell mitochondria, and these are, of course, the power source of cells. Second, in lipedema fat, there may also be increased production of the enzymes that are used to produce sex hormones such as estrogen. This action, coupled with the higher ratio of the estrogen receptor alpha and estrogen receptor beta, can account for the substantial fat tissue accumulation that occurs with lipedema. They make a short mention of the interaction of estrogen with insulin and fat storage, Ketogenic eating reduces insulin levels and thus helps control fat storage, but so far keto hasn't been shown to actually resolve estrogen issues. We at Lipidema Simplified have suggested this may be one reason why a ketogenic diet is useful in managing and treating lipidema, although it may not be able to actually cure lipidema. This paper is important for women with lipidema as it offers possible mechanisms for the onset and progression of lipidema. As we gain a better understanding of the reasons why some women get lipidema and while others don't, we can more effectively formulate treatment. For instance, this article may stimulate further research into the use of hormone therapy to treat lipidema as other authors have already suggested. Certainly, this interaction between estrogen and other hormones, such as insulin, is an important area of further research and study. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org flash where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing.